This is CliffCentral.com. Welcome to Future CEOs. My name is Gareth Armstrong. It is Thursday, and that means it's the opportunity for you to get close to those who are succeeding in business, succeeding in their careers. And today's show is no different to others, where we bring someone top quality into studio to talk to them about their journeys, their stories, some of their lows, plenty of their highs. And today we have a, a winner. I, I, hmm. Yeah, you're, you're smiling broadly because you, you did just win quite a prestigious award, didn't didn't you? Uh, I know Tumi, but Tumaleng, is that correct? Am I saying it right? Yeah, Tumaleng is, is the, the, the obviously the long version, but you know the short version, I'm known as Tumi. Tumi. So on my ID, you'll find Itumeleng, which I, I, I never use at all. But. Okay, well, Tumi, welcome to the <laughs> Future you. CEO Show Thank here on Cliff Central. It's good to have you here. Thank you very much. You're a winner. I am. I, I stay winning. <laughs> you stay winning. That, that, that's a nice title to be able to have, a stay winner. Uh, just tell us quickly about what you've won. Uh, I actually won um, Small Business Entrepreneur of the Year, actually South African Small Business Entrepreneur of the Year. Uh, it's quite a prestigious uh, award uh, ceremony. Or it's been going on for 29 years, sponsored by business partners in Sunlam. Yeah. And out of 167 businesses, you know, after a tough uh, selection criteria, it came down to 15 uh, finalists, and uh, it came down to winning the the category of uh, small business entrepreneur of the year. You know, for a business that's been around for three years. Um, you know, by way of introduction, my name is Dumi Pake, and I'm the founder of a company called Zenzela Fitness Group. Uh, we are a fitness and wellness company that provides, you know, fitness and health services to large corporations in South Africa, um, as well as tapping into universities and in the commercial space. And, you know, we've been around for three and a half years, uh, and yeah, we've actually won, uh, the Entrepreneur of the Year uh, category. So it's very exciting to see that, you know, there is some uh, milestone and uh, the journey, you know, I, I mean, I come from a corporate background. Mm. Um, I actually used to be in the financial service. I used to be a banker. And three and a half years ago, I decided to take the the leap of faith and quit my job. Um, you know, I had a comfortable job and, uh, you know, I wanted to do something. I knew that there was a gap in the market, um, you know, a service that I could offer to the market. And uh, I took the risk. And, you know, three and a half years later, we're a scalable business, um, you know, employing close to 80 full-time employees. Yeah, uh, we've got some, you know, massive clients, um, you know, you know, banks, large banks, insurance companies, uh, mining companies who are our biggest clients. So Fantastic. very exciting. Um, unfortunately, I can't mention their names on radio. So no, 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 no that, that's fine. But we, we appreciate the fact that you would share um, because let's talk about this journey. Sure. Three and a half years is not a long time no, to be able to get to a point where you're regarded as a successful small business. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's remarkable. In fact, you used the the, the term earlier, leap of faith. Yes. I'm not sure if you're a banker that you do take leaps of faith. <laughs> I think there's lots of crossing uh, crossing T's and dotting I's nah, before abs- you do absolutely. that. Absolutely. I, I mean, I really, really, really mitigated the the risk uh, to the core. In fact, you know, when I actually resigned, I already had my first client. Uh, Fantastic. And uh, it's you know the biggest breweries in 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 the country. Mm. They were my first client, and you know I already signed a five year contract with them. So I think um, you know 
especially in my coming where I come from, you know, I have, you know, taking care of my mother, my mm. family, etc. I mean, not that I have my own kids, but I, you know, I had a, a family that I needed to take care of. So sure. it was very important for me to, to make sure that I, I take the right calculated risk, but also being supported by, you know, the right people mentally. I mean, I think my mom was such instrumental in terms of, you know, taking that risk. Um, I was also fortunate enough to, you know, one of the biggest challenges, I suppose, in entrepreneurship is, is, you know, capital. Mm. Um, so I'd secured my f- initial capital of five million to, okay. to, to start the business. And so, um, I suppose, you know, the, the risk was sort of mitigated, you know, startup capital of five million plus you have your first client. Yeah. And so when you speak to your investors to say, look, I think in the next year, um, you know, the business sh- should see some traction. Um, it, it, it didn't necessarily happen that way. I mean, I didn't make my first, uh, profit like after maybe 12 to, to, you know, 14 months, which is an, which is normal. That's which not, is pretty normal. Yeah. You know, the first year was, you know, based on building a footprint, yeah. uh, business development and really going to the market and pitching to corporates. You know, obviously with some of the challenges that you are, you know, new in the space, what is your, um, I suppose, background in this fitness space? And mm. I obviously come from a uh, banking and finance space. So how I mitigated that is I made sure that I find the right players and partners. Sure. Um, I mean, some of the guys who are in my team, they, you know, we incorporate over a hundred years of industry expertise. Mm. Although I had no experience, but I was able to find the right people to actually help me to scale the business to where it is right now. So what I'm going to do is, I mean, I put my hands up here and I said, okay, stop, 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 <laughs> hold on. Because there's a lot of good information coming here, but I know that our listeners are saying, how, yes. how, how is this guy able to do this? So first, how did you, how were you able to, to get rid of that risk? You know, really, how did you get your first client before you even left your job? That question number one. Awesome. Um, how did you, how did you build this business? Where did the market research stuff come in? Which is so important. You know, you have to understand your clients. Yes. Second question. How in the world did you, did you get your funding? Yes. Um, at such an early stage? Yes. And then, of course, let's come down to the, let's go to what you just discussed now, which was the team. How do you get those partners? How do you get the people, the right people around you to get this hundred plus years of, of experience? Yes. So let's go to question number one. Let's talk about the idea of, of building a business before you leave your work. Yes. And landing your first client with a five year deal. Yes. That's big. Yes, it was. Um, I think that, um, you know, the biggest challenge with, uh, that I find from other entrepreneurs is that, uh, you know, having a great idea is, is, is important. It's mm. great, but it's, it's not critical. Uh, what's critical is how you execute the idea. Sure. Uh, that is the most critical thing. And that is what investors look for. They look for execution. I mean, you can sit there and tell them, you know, I want to save the world and everyone will have goosebumps, mm. but it's like, okay, well, how are you going to do it? And that's where the challenge is. And I mean, it actually took me at least five years, um, to basically have a execution plan and, you know, execution plan is your business plan. And hold on, I want to. You said it took you five years to develop an execution plan. Yes. Okay, so this business didn't start three years ago, three and a half years ago. Not this started eight and a half years ago. Yes. In fact, probably even more. I think sometimes my friends even say you've actually been talking about this, and you know, 
more than you know eight uh, years ago and i know how that conversation yes, goes you're, like, you're oh. at the brian the, oh here comes to me he's going to talk about this gym again this, <laughs> I, this I was i was that guy <laughs> yes i was that guy and um you know i think i was my interest started with you know being fascinated by the the virgin group you know richard branson mm. um and, and just how especially in the south african space how you know virgin active came into the space how they've scaled and you know become an incredible uh fitness uh, i suppose uh, service provider in the country probably the very, biggest very quickly very quickly mm. and um i think for me what really sparked an interest was that although they are big players um but there's still such a gap in the market of who they they focus on you know uh your version actives you know still looks at the high income mm. earners and mm. there's still a very much uh, a space in the in the low medium to very low income mm. and so being in the corporate and um you know having access to my first corporate facility when so where i used to work i used to work at rand merchant bank and mm. um you know there was a corporate facility and i i, I said to myself Imagine having a hundred or two hundred of these in all corporates around the world, mm. offering it to blue collar workers, miners, and you know people working in in breweries and and you know your blue collar workforce, yeah. and setting up these facilities. And for me, that's where I saw that opportunity. And I just saw, you know, I mean, currently we have fourteen of these around South Africa. Lovely. And and the idea was, I mean, imagine having a hundred, two hundred, mm. three hundred of these facilities in some of the biggest corporates in the world, servicing. Uh, you know, lifestyle diseases are at its all-time high. And, mm. you know, forward-thinking companies are starting to understand they need to invest in employee wellness sure. because that translates to productivity, engagement, and it actually translates to your bottom line. Absolutely. In fact, you know, the, the future of, of uh, you know, forward-thinking businesses, they will understand that, you know, employee wellness should be part of their KPIs. Well, Google did it not because they're a cool company, yeah. but just because they understand how to keep their employees engaged for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, they even have table tennis tables. In, exactly. And it, it almost feels or seems counterintuitive to yeah. have table tennis tables in, in, your, in a workplace. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. actually, it, it significantly increases engagement and productivity. It really does. And, and so, you know, the idea is that, uh, you know, Health or fitness in South Africa, it's still kind of seen as a nice to have. Mm. And I think, you know, slowly, uh, the trend is that people are realizing that it's actually, it's not a nice to have. It's critical. You know, some of, you know, you've read in articles of, you know, some young CEOs in big companies, you know, um, having heart attacks at the age of 45, 50. Sure. And so, you know, there's a preventative measure and, and exercise is the cheapest form of medication to prevent some of these things. So, so I want us to, let's pull back into then, it took five years to develop this execution plan. It seemed like then what you were doing is you were walking around with your eyes open, yes. your ears open yes. and asking the right questions, not necessarily out loud, but asking the right questions to yourself and looking very carefully. So there's a lot of an analysis there. Maybe your banking back helped you a little bit with that. The, it really the, did. The ability to analyze. It did. Then you developed this execution plan. How did you sign your client, or a first client, before you even were able, before you even left your job? So, you know, that's that's where it, it comes in to, to understand that as an entrepreneur or if you have an idea, you know, the first thing that you need to acknowledge is that you're not able to, you can't do this 
by yourself. Mm. And so I've, I've accepted that and, and I, I walk with that every day to say, well, I can't do this by myself. I don't have, you know, 17, 20 years of experience in the fit, fitness industry. Mm. So what I had to do was to identify the right partners. Um, so I was fortunate enough to find the right people that have been in the industry for over 20 years. Um, and I actually pitched the idea to them to say, look, I want to, you know, get into the space. I really think that there's a gap into the market. You know, basically our business, what it does is we, we, we design the space. Uh, so we've got a, a full design team, uh, that actually fits out the space. We kit it out with equipment. We've got an operations team and we manage these facilities. And so I had to find the right people that are able to do that. Uh, which I did, but over and above that, then I had to go out and look for investors. So I was able to pitch to the right people to say, guys, I really believe there's a gap into the market. This is how we can do it. And, you know, I remember, um, I mean, you know, the, the guy who's actually helped me, he's my partner. He's, mm-hmm. he's a, he's a CEO of a, of a medium sized business. And I said to him, I think that you and I will work together someday. And he used to say, yeah, yes, I, I think so. And, I don't know whether or not he thought I was kidding, sure. but a few years later I came back and I said, listen, man, I have 5 million to start this business. And so that's when people took me seriously. And, you know, it's very important to, to lead people that you need help from. A lot of times, even when I get people approach me to look, ask for help, you know, it, it's more like, can you help me? I'm trying to do this. And how can you help me? And it should be the other way around. You should, you should come to potential people and say, I really think you're the right person to help me and this is how I think you can help me and this is how what I'm going to do so that you can help me and this is how you're going to benefit. I was about to say, you really have to sell the benefits, don't yes. you? Because it's one thing to go and ask for help. It's another thing to be able to ask for help while then offering some kind of return. It's or always a give and take situation and that is one of the key things that I still continue to do a give or take to my customers, to my clients, to my partners, to my investors. If I make them happy uh, and they make me happy, then you have a sustainable relationship. So I, I still, I'm going to interrupt you again because I, I want us to go back to the how. You, sure. you've, you've again, and you've highlighted a very important aspect of the how, but I want us to go back. You signed a client without having a business. Yes. A real, uh, you know, uh, that 100%. You, you were still in your job. Yeah, I was still in my job. And then you mentioned that you, you were able to go to someone and you say, I've got five million rand, take me seriously. Yes. So the, the, I know our listeners are, are still yes. asking how. How, yeah. So, so let's go to the, the, the client first. Let's yeah. just go there, there first. Or, or what was first? The client so let, or the let, money? It was the money. It okay. had to, it had to be the money. Okay, so to fast track is I basically went to, um, a, um, it's a, it's, it's a private equity or uh, private equity. Uh, it's called CIFA, a way to project. Okay. Uh, a to, and they were my, my initial funders. And, and basically a way to had a fund, uh, through CIFA, a government, uh, uh, institution where they were funding startup businesses. Mm. And part of the structure is that they were looking for, um, you know, potential growth businesses that had an ability to scale. Mm. And basically I had, had to put together a business case and execution plan. And I mean, I put a killer business plan and, you know, identifying locations, identifying exactly what I wanted to do. And the key thing that sold at that pitch was not the business because I had no business. Mm. 
they fell in love with the entrepreneur with, with my passion. Say, the, the, so they they actually bought into me. The um, the, the horse instead of yes, the, backing backing the jockey. Yeah. Oh, the, the, yes, exactly. Yeah. So they backed the jockey, and um, I think that was the key thing is that I had no business uh, sort of experience in 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 running my own business, but I had the passion, I had the drive, and I showed them that I have the homework. And with that, I said to them, "Look, I have." Partners that have hundred years of experience mm. who will help me to set this business, and, and so then, these guys, when I told them, "Look, I've got five million," they said, "Well, we can help you secure a client." And so I bought the five million, and my partners helped me to secure the client, and therefore I took the five million to invest in the initial uh, project, mm. which is five years, and that is what basically gave me traction in in and getting myself involved in the business. And I mean, like I said, a year later, to this day, I have 13 of these facilities with large corporates. Uh, in fact, we've just signed a deal with, you know, one of the biggest, uh, medical insurance providers in, in the country. And, Fantastic. uh, so, so we, we've really done very well. And, uh, it's all about creating the right, uh, partnership, the right networking and making them useful and people to, you know, always remembering that it's a give and take situation that whatever I, you know, I'm, whatever help I need, I, I have to be able to give back something. And that is how you make your investors happy by making sure that you pay your debt or yeah. you service your debt. Yeah. And so I've kept that good relationship with my funders. You know, I mean, to this date, I've raised over 20 million in, in, in mixture of equity and debt funding, mm. but making sure that I, I keep those relationship well, because when I go to my investors, when I go to the bank that is funding me, I mean, now when I say, listen, I've got a deal, it's, it's like, Great, we want to do it because we know that you can do it, and I'm making sure that I'm servicing my debt. My cash flow is is well looked after, and I think that is also a big factor of winning the Entrepreneur of the Year award because, you know, the 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 due diligence or process that they follow in terms of looking at your financial and looking mm. at your business, it's it's so thorough, and and you know, it's something that I'm very obsessed about. You know, watching your cash flow and and watching how you basically handle your relationship with your customers and partners and investors. And and as the you know director, CEO of the company, that is my role to make sure that I take care of those relationships. Well, uh, what I appreciate is your understanding that the the numbers actually relate to people, yes. that people are the core of the business and the ability to understand the numbers is also key in these relationships. Yes. The, uh, I think Marco Tafani, CEO of Anglo-American, yes. um, he said to me in an interview quite a long time ago, he said, Gareth, what you need to understand and remember forever is that business is all about people. Oh, that's, that's business all. Business is all, all about is. people. Yeah. All right. So let's, uh, I think what we've done is we've, we've put you and you've done it really well. I mean, and I'm not saying you've done it well here. Some yeah. people are really good at positioning themselves. I think you've just done a fantastic job at building a business. Let's talk about some of the lows that you've experienced though. Yeah. So just a couple of lows, uh, one or two, one or two quick stories. Your lowest moment that you've experienced so far on this journey. So it's, it's eight and a half years actually, but three and a half years, uh, actively executed. Yes. Yes. Um, I mean, I, I think the biggest lows is, um, you know, being a, a young startup company, um, you know, sometimes you'll have, you know, these, you know, big corporates who, who don't necessarily have faith, you know, that mm. you, you can do it. 
Um, and, and there's always that underlining doubt, uh, you know, that as a small business, uh, startup business that's been around three years that, you know, people are not willing to take risk on you. And, and so it's, 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 it's been a challenge to constantly sell yourself, uh, mm. and, and constantly highlight that you are the guy, you are the business, you are the future of the, you know, South African business. Uh, and so sometimes it's very frustrating, you know, being in a room of, you know, you know, people 20 years my age mm. and, um, not being taken seriously. Mm. And, and I think, you know, having these awards, entrepreneur of the year is really significant for a young business because what it does is it, it helps you position you that you are a serious business. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, very much grateful to, you know, business partners and Sunlam for, for having these kind of platforms and allowing us to showcase what we can do. Uh, because that is a challenge, you know, as a startup business. I mean, I think, um, you know, sometimes people would say things like, you know, how will you survive with all these big players in the space? Um, you know, how, why would you even think of, you know, coming into this fitness space? Um, and so those, those are some of the, the day to day challenges of, of having to, to basically say, look, there is a niche in the market and I, I do see the space and I am proving it day, day by day. Well, what, what I appreciate about people asking hard questions is the fact that if you can't answer the question, you are probably not doing as good a job as you thought you were doing. Mm. But if you're able to come and answer the question and see the light yes. turn and change in their eyes, then yeah. suddenly that the world changes a little bit and, and you can build that confidence. But it's about answering those questions, even if the questions are sometimes really tough yes no absolutely i mean i think the best feedback is from you know uh people that aren't even necessarily involved in your business because they're able to give you a perspective of of how they see things yes exactly. and so the the you know the what i've had to do is constantly sell myself and mm. selling yourself is even making that your team that you work with believe in what you're doing absolutely and so that that was the first start you know i mean from the beginning i had to convince my mother. <laughs> yeah. So she was my first sort of person that I used to pitch with. And she, and you she, know what I appreciate about what you're saying very quickly is that, is that a CEO specifically, what is their job? Their job is to be selling all of the time, but you just sell to multi, you don't just sell to a customer. No. You sell to internal stakeholders, yes. to investors, uh, external individuals, yes. to the, to the market at large. Yes. Uh, and so anyways, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Your no, mother, no problem. Yes. Your, your I mean, mom. that's, that's where it started. I mean, I used to, you know, like five, six, seven years ago, I used to tell her about this idea. Uh, and I realized that I, I did such a great job that she kept asking me, why aren't you doing? It? Oh yeah. And, Fantastic. and she kept pushing me, but she's like, but you, you, you've really done your homework. Why don't you do it? And so that really sparked that. And, and obviously identifying, you know, my partners and, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough being in the industry I, I was. I was able to to quickly find the, you know people that are in that space that could help me, mm. and I pitched to them to say, "Look, I really think that I'm you know I'm the right person for for this, and I want to be involved in this kind of business." Um, and once again, you know they they understood I had no experience, but I, I what I sold was uh, I suppose the, the the passion and the vision that I could show them, and they fell in love with that to say, "You know what? I think." And then once again, I went as far as going to raise 5 million. And so that's when people started taking me seriously mm. to like, well, he really looks like he wants to do this. And so that's where you get everyone in the room to say, guys, this is what I want to do. And over and above that, pitching to your first client, to your second, third, you know, fourth, all the way today, we've got 13, all the way today, we have um, 
uh, 80 full-time employees. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, you know, we've, I mean, this year alone, we've turned over 25 million rands and, and that's where it's got us to, to saying and continuing saying we want to be a hundred million rand business mm. and really believe that it can happen. And, and in this day, when I speak to my stakeholders and say, well, I think we can be a hundred million business. You know, people really think, it, yeah, you can do it. It can do it yeah. because you you've had these milestones where you have to prove that. And, and, and milestones in a short period of time, yes. in, which is not always a good thing. <laughs> um, but what you've done is you've balanced that out by saying we we didn't make profit though. Yes. So we we're projecting profit, but yeah. but we're not making profit. Yeah. So we're not this fly by night massive profitable business we're a real entity that's, yes. that's investing in the right things yes. at the right time yes. and doing what we should be doing 100% you know we're running out of time here to me it's a great conversation <laughs> let's try and see if we can summarize this for our listeners so sure. i think right number 1 what what's your first point that from what we've discussed that is so vital for you um i think the first point is um Always surround yourself with, with people that are smarter than you, um, and people that know more than you, uh, that could help you take, you know, take you to the next step. And, and the next step is often found by the, the hard questions that they ask. I think yes. that's what I, that's what I heard. Yes. Okay. Point number two. Let's go to the idea of leaving, uh, a, a job for a business prematurely. What is, what are your thoughts? Uh, I, I think my thought is, um, you know, don't leave for for the wrong reasons, and uh, don't leave your 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 job because you want to make more money. Don't allow money to be your drive the mm. driver of why you, you know you have to be passionate. But over and above passionate, you need to be obsessed about what you want to do. Uh, and also, it's about solving a problem for the world. Mm. As as long as you, the idea is to say, how can I solve a problem to the world? How can I make the world a better place? And then you're onto something. But it's not about how can I make more money. Because chances are you will not make that money. Uh, what I also hear is, uh, or what I heard from you is, do you do the real work, the nitty gritty, the yes. data? The data must support the passion and the vision. It does. No one's going to back you as a as a jockey. Yes. If you haven't done that, so yes. passion and vision is one thing. If you can get someone riled up, but yes. then you can support it with data. You're in a great 100%. place. And you don't have to be, uh, you know, be the, the uh, CA or the most financially, you know, uh, like best person in, in, in whatever. You don't have to be a numbers person. If you're not, if you know that's not what you are, then find people that can help you. Mm. You know, I, I'm, I'm not a marketing person. I'm not, I mean, there's so many things I've had to learn. And so I've had to understand that, well, if I don't have the skills, let me find people that can help me. Mm. And so it's okay to, to pay people. And, 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 and I think that's what happens with entrepreneurs. People think that they want to do everything on yeah, their own. Exactly. And so you could have a fabulous, awesome idea, but if you can't execute it and you think find someone that can help you execute the idea. And that is the, the bridge between leaving the corporate to say, uh, did I find the right people to help me put this thing together? And, and am I ready to, to have I evaluated that it's, you know, I've crossed the, 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 the dots and everything is perfect. And, and that is what is necessary, uh, that you can't do everything. Fantastic. Um, and find people that can help you to do that. These are fantastic insights. What we haven't touched on and we're going to have to get you back in studio to talk <laughs> about is how to protect an idea, yes. um, while you're finding the right people. Yeah. Because that can be very, that can be scary and, a, and, and difficult. That's as a well. very, that's a very good question. You know, to be honest, sometimes I don't even know the right answer. I just mm. feel like, um, you can only protect something so much. You know, there's, um, there's always an element of risk. Mm. Um, but I've also realized at this stage, you know, 
there's so many restaurants out there. There's so many gym companies out there. It's about what is your unique, unique selling proposition. And, you know, that's what makes me unique because I, I'm seeing a gap into the market and, and I'm doing it differently. Well, I, and, I, and there is an element of risk for the most part. You know, someone can steal your idea, uh, and you just got to keep doing what you're doing. Um, I suppose with all the risk, there is some, you know, all the, all the mitigated risk, there's always an element of some risk, uh, t- t- for the most part. Well, what, what I take away from that is it's one thing to have an idea that can be stolen. It's another thing to execute on that idea. Yes. And so if you can execute, yes. you stand out. Yes. To me, we run out of time. Thank you so much. This has been a thank fantastic you, conversation. Thank you, in- Insightful. Congratulations on, on winning. Uh, and being an ongoing winner, as you've pointed out, uh, <laughs> Stay th- winning. three and a half years in uh, after five years of planning, yes. I-, I think you deserve it. Thank you so Thank very, you very much. much. Uh, the owner and founder of Zenzele Fitness Group. To me, we appreciate you and we're going to watch you closely. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Bye. All right. We are going to uh, take a quick break and we'll be back with you right after this. This is CliffCentral.com.